book of Matthew, Matthew chapter number 11, and we're going to read a few verses here that are very familiar to most of us. I've learned, I, I don't say all of us, because we, we may have someone with us visiting and maybe not know a whole lot of scripture, and that's fine, that you're in the right place, amen, to hear the word of God. And uh, we can't assume anymore, Brother Eddie, that folks come into the church house and just know all there is to know about church or God's Word. And uh, so anyway, that's why I say most of us, but uh, I pray that we'll be coming familiar with this. I'm going to hear over the next few weeks, we're starting this brand new sermon series tonight. And uh, you know that I like to do... Uh, the sermon series on Wednesday nights, I feel like we just, uh, I enjoy the time to just really uh, unpack and dig into the Word of God. Just let Him speak to us, uh, amen, in regards to these things uh, that I believe that He would lay upon our hearts to share and uh, help us with tonight. Uh, but we're going to be looking here out of Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. If you're there with me, won't you say amen? The Bible here says, Jesus speaking, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find. Somebody say, I shall find. Amen. He says, ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And we're going to be taking a look at this and unpacking some of these things here over the next little bit. And tonight, uh, uh, for the sake of our uh, sermon series, we're going to, we're going to be taking a look at, at what exactly the Word of God is saying, what Christ is speaking about in regards to taking His yoke upon us. What does this mean? What does this look like in regards to uh, His children and uh, in regards to rest, in regards of what it means to learn of Him. Amen. We're going to look at some of these things. And so we'll be preaching on this series of Take My Yoke Upon You. And uh, tonight, we're going to be looking here at, if you will, the introduction to this. And maybe it's better suited if I say that we are going to look at the invitation I notice, and if you look here in the reading that you come to find, that Brother Scott, before he gets into anything else uh, of what he is wanting to do for us, of what he is asking us to take up on, any of these things, it starts with an invitation. It starts with an invitation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Amen. And I will give you rest. Let's pray tonight. Father, I thank you once again for the privilege oh, to be in your house. I thank you for your word. And I ask and pray, Lord, that tonight you would help us. I pray your anointing rest upon my mind and lips and the hearts and the ears of everyone. 
that is in this house tonight. Father, that you would challenge us by way of your word and change us, Lord. We don't want to stay the same, and I will dare say we can't afford to stay the same. And Father, we'll thank you in advance and give you praise for meeting us here tonight. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated this evening. Praise the Lord. As, as I'm making mention here of this is that we come to find of this invitation that is presented. And I honestly believe that there within these words that you will find that it is fitting and it is applicable to all of us. And what I mean by this is, is that in regards to events of life, burdens that might be carried, labors that might be involved, situations that maybe are going on in your home or in your life, might be different than mine or it might be different than the neighbor that is sitting next to you on the church pew. However, I do believe that all of us understand what it is to be encumbered about, to be overwhelmed, to, of what it is to be burdened down, of what it is to sometimes feel as if what we are trying to do and how we are trying to labor, that at times it can seem like it is more frustrating than what it is fruitful. There are times as to where our days, it just seems that they compound one upon another. Time evades and escapes from us. We find ourselves coming and going. As you have heard the old adage, burning the candle at both ends. I mean, it just seems that we get up, we hit the ground running, and we're off to the races. And, and there's much to be done and much to be accomplished. And it doesn't matter whether you can, or if you're still a part of the work force and whatever capacity that is or even if tonight you would say you are retired I've heard many retirees make the statement and say I never knew I, I, I never dreamed that I would be so busy I never didn't know that I would uh, how I even had time to work how I even had time to hold down a job amen and uh, but busyness and the labors and the things that can compound upon us come in all different types of ways and, and, uh, and as I said we can all identify with these sentiments and feelings even when they might vary in different degrees there are burdens that we carry there are loads that we bear there are things that we have upon us let me say tonight is that we often we say this and we quote it and we will say this the things and and uh, whether to encourage ourselves or to encourage somebody else uh, will say something along the lines of well the Lord will not put more upon you than you can handle than what you can bear amen and I do believe that I know it's scriptural and biblical but sometimes we are saying those words uh, sister Amy as we are trying to convince ourselves of that based upon uh, not burdened 
burdens that God has placed upon us, but things that we have heaved upon ourselves. Have you ever noticed what we like to do? And I think sometimes we do this as a contest. Brother Tobin, I'll tell you, that you, I'll just explain how this works. My wife and I, we could take a Saturday and she will say, all right, we've got a menu planned out for the next week. We need to go to HEB and we'll get our groceries and we'll get everything and, and have everything there at the house and ready for what we're going to have for the week. And so we're there and we're filling up the basket and then you about have a heart attack when you go to pay for your groceries. Amen. And you're thinking, should I call the bank for a small loan, amen, in order to get this stuff home? I, I don't know. I, I, you know, maybe I ought to go to baking my own bread and really growing my own garden and that kind of stuff. But anyhow, you know what I'm talking about. And so, but the real fun began, Sister Gay, when we get to the house. We had that shopping cart to get them groceries there uh, into the car. And so we've loaded everything into the car. But here's where the contest happens. And and some of you, many of you will identify with this. We will see the max capacity of how many plastic grocery sacks that we can hang on our arms and carry. I mean, you've got them in both of your hands. You've got your six, seven bags deep on your arms, right? I mean, you're about ready your arms to fall out of the socket because you're trying. Because, Brother Chad, what we're trying to do is to say, I don't want to make five or six trips back and forth to the car, to the house, to the kitchen, to the pantry. And so I'm going to get it all in one whack. And you know how it is. Just in those few steps, you've done lost blood circulation to your hands. And your, your wrists are turning purple. You about lose a finger, Brother Segura, because you're holding on to stuff. I mean, we've gotten desperate enough. I put something, I, I put stuff in my mouth and held it. I'm just going to get it on in the house. Amen. God forbid that we, Brother Peter, Pickens take a little bit of time, but I'm going to load myself down. Just gotta call me a pack mule. I mean, we're going to get it in there. And, we, and if Ash is with us, hey, sis, don't you go far. There's something you can carry. Here, give me your arm. You can handle this one. We're going to put this one on you. Amen. And we're trying our best to get it in there. Now, listen, we can quote and we can say all day long, well, we can be burdened and we can be heavy and we can be overwhelmed and, oh, we'll hold well the Lord said he wouldn't put more on me than I can handle and you're right you're saying it right but sometimes spiritually and sometimes emotionally and sometimes mentally you're just making a trip from the grocery store because you're looking at everything and you're picking it all up and you're carrying it all around and you got it all on you and here you are you're saying well the Lord ain't going to put more on me and you're right he didn't but you did and I did and, and we put stuff on our and I say all of that to say this is that there are times let me not just say sometimes but many times that we are victims of the fact that the Lord is not trying to break you and the Lord's not trying to burden you down but it is things that we are trying to carry it is things that we are trying to hold on to it is things that maybe there are some things that today maybe before 
before you came to church. I'll just be honest with you. I mean from the time of being in school to the time of coming to church. I kind of felt like along the way before I ever got here as I was picking up this bag and picking up that bag and picking up this bag and by the time I sat down in the office chair I'm wore out and I'm exhausted. I'm not saying that so you look at your pastor and say poor pastor because there's things to be honest I picked up myself. Sister T, God never said I need you to reach over and pick that up. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Can I just say that we need to understand that there are some times that maybe even today you pick some things up. There are some things, some burdens are barren. Some things are overwhelmed with and you've been carrying it for years. You've been carrying it a long time. It's developed a favorite spot on your back. It's now known as a chip on your shoulder. It's now a place in your mind. Maybe inside of your soul it's turned into a root of bitterness. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying tonight, but I'm here to tell you is that there's many times we're picking stuff up and holding on to it and God never intended for you to be holding on and carrying on to that stuff. Some of it's got you so down. Some of it's got you so wore out and you're at a place you say I'm frustrated and I'm aggravated and I'm discouraged and I'm mad and it turns into where we start accusing God. We start blaming the church. We start blaming this one and that one. No sir, no ma'am. You're just weary. You're heavy laden. You've got a burden. But the good news is there's an invitation for you even tonight that you can come and find the one. He said I'm on the lookout for somebody who's weighted down. I'm on the lookout to come and to bring help with the trial, the burden, with the pain that you're carrying. Hallelujah. I want you to know tonight is that when we find ourselves in this place and we've reached a point in saying, I'm not quite sure what to do anymore. I'm not quite sure how I can handle this any further. I just don't know what to do when I'm overwhelmed. Pastor, the way that I'm overwhelmed, I want you to understand be careful and recognize and realize is that carrying those things that you are not called to carry, it is going to hinder you. It is hindering you. It has you at a place to where you are not effective as you should be. I want you to understand tonight, our Savior has invited all of us that labor and are heavy laden. Let me first make this statement. I want I want you to recognize and realize as the word of God teaches us that work is honorable. That work is something that God has given to man in order to do even before the fall. Even before we find that Adam is kicked out of that garden. And God tells him, said, you're going to wrestle with the thorns and the thistles. You're going to eat bread by the sweat of your brow. You're going to eat of the fruit of the ground 
by blisters on your hands. We know these things are a result by way of the fall of man. But before then, we find even in perfection that God had given Adam assignment. God had given Adam mission. And what he was doing, Brother Chad, he was productive. He had dominion over all the things that God had created. He had been given right to it. He was a husbandman of that garden. The Bible even tells us that God himself would bring those animals to Adam to see what he would name them. Operating in power. Operating in purity. Operating in innocence. In all God-given function. Adam was a man here designed after the image of God. The breath of life in him. But that work was honorable. That work, Brother Eli, had purpose. That mission that God had given him. It was there and it was accomplishing much. But we come to find as a result of the fall that work is now hindered. Labor can be tedious. Labor can be something. And it's not just the fact that we're talking about oh, that you're just tired or feeling lazy about not wanting to get up and go to work. But I'm talking about in this passage it says ye that are labor and are heavy laden. I want you to understand is that there is nothing more disheartening and there is nothing more frustrating than to be involved in labor that is producing fruitless fields that is yielding no harvest. That it seems that the more you do the further you fall behind. It seems the more you try to put your hand to it the more it seems to fall apart. There is a labor in such a way that is tedious that is backbreaking to the mind and the emotion that wears on the spirit and tonight I want to say that our Heavenly Father when He sees and calls to those of us as we are in these places understand that in this world men and women they will burden themselves to fulfill the cares of this life to pursue after the things of this world they are looking for acclaim they are looking for the world's wealth and honors they are sensual in their labor and in pursuit of their pleasures and as a result they become a slave to Satan and the word of God says brother Gary that he is a cruel taskmaster Paul said there was a time that I yielded myself and my members as a slave to unrighteousness brother Torbert he knew what it was amen to involve himself after the pursuit of this world and be burdened to find no purpose to find no power but to be consumed by his own lust to be consumed by that which his flesh craved after understand those who was labor to establish their own righteousness to establish their own way they labor in vain can I say tonight may God help us and challenge us oh that we recognize and realize that there are 
some things we need to take inventory over. There are some things that what you think really matter. I hate to bust your bubble, but it doesn't really matter in the long run. There are some things you are consumed with, and it is going to consume you. It'll consume your mind. It'll wound your spirit. It'll hinder your growth. May God help us that we would learn what it is to cast off, amen, to cast off and to crucify this flesh and to stand and say, God, what is it that you would have me to be effective in? What is it that you would have me to labor in? What is it would you have me? me. Amen. In order that I might find myself full of your purpose, full of your power and productive in the kingdom of God. Amen. We find ourselves in places of frustration because we are pursuing things in such a way that are of no eternal value. They are of no purpose. I've shared with the church before, but there was a study years ago. What they did is they took students. They made a call out to students, and these were just poor college kids. And they made a call out, and they said, look, said we need roughly 20 guys to come out. We'll provide you with the tools that's needed for the job. Said, but we need you to come out. Said, we're going to pay you $10 an hour. And said, you can come out and we'll give you the job assignment. You do the job, you're going to get your money that day. So that first day, Brother Ben, 20 guys showed up ready. Ready to make some money. So they got out there. They were handed a shovel. They said, here's what I want you to do. said, I want you to dig a hole. And I want you to dig it down to this level, this many feet. And so they did. They're out there and they're digging this hole so many diameters wide. And so many feet deep, and they dig it. Said, when you dig it, I want you to put the dirt over here. So they, they did everything that was asked. A pretty simple task. And then when they were done, after they got to the level, they got to the diameter, those that were conducting this work experiment, unbeknownst to those participating, they said, I want you to take your shovels now and get that dirt and fill that hole back up. All right, you're the one paying us. So they got their shovels and they began to put that dirt back in the hole. They said, all right, fellas, your day is done. Here is your paycheck. And so they said, if you come back tomorrow, we're going to pay you $12 an hour. And so there was about 18 guys that showed up. A couple of them showed up said, I ain't going to do that again. They get out there and Brother Danny, the boss man, walks them over, said, here's your shovel. Said, I want you to dig a hole X amount in diameter, so many feet deep. Put the dirt pile over here. And Sister Anna, they do that all again the same day. When they dug the hole, the man said, get the dirt, put it back in the hole. Well... These guys are starting now, you know, they start to complain and carry on. And, uh, and they said, I don't know what they're doing. It'd be one thing, you know, if we was digging this hole for a reason, but we're just emptying this dirt out and putting it right back in. Boss man comes at the end of the day and he says, all right. He said, you guys come tomorrow. It's $15 an hour. Well, Brother Chad, tomorrow comes and there's about 10 guys. And this happens, and every 
every day the pay gets higher and higher. They are up to almost now offering over $20 an hour to dig this hole. But they got to the point, Brother Eli, and they did this experiment because when they got the highest rate of pay, there was nobody who showed up to work. And when they brought everybody together, they said, so tell us why. Why is it that you wound up? We was going to pay you more than we paid you the days before. Why wouldn't you show up? And every one of them said, because there was no purpose in what we were doing. If we were laying a pipe, if we were going to run electricity underground, if we were digging for water, if we were going to do something we could understand. But to dig a hole and empty it out and fill it right back up, it was senseless. And no amount of money, come on here, no amount of money can substitute for when you do not have purpose. Can I say here tonight is that we as the church, there is a lot of nonsense that goes on in the church. There's a lot of nonsense that happens behind the pulpit. And even what a pulpit's telling its church people. And we're running around and people got shovels and we're digging holes and we're emptying out dirt and we throw it back in and we look around the church and this is going on day after day, time after time and we wonder why people are leaving God's house. We wonder why people feel they have no purpose. We wonder why all these things can I tell you because when you are wrapped up in vain labors understand you will grow frustrated. You will grow tired and you will grow weary. You can dig the dirt of religious attitudes. You can dig the dirt of the spiritual checklist. You can dig the dirt of all the things trying to impress the church member. You can dig the dirt trying to earn your salvation. But I'm going to tell you at the end of the day, there's no purpose in that. There's no success in that. There's no help in that. And we got folks leaving and backsliding by the droves. But may God help us that we realize he has called us to a higher plane. He has called us to purpose. He's called us to put the plow in hand and not look back because there is real work to be done and work that satisfies the soul and work that is not a burden to his people. Understand, yes, I know that even in ministry there's bad days. There's days where... You are overwhelmed and all of those things. I'm not talking about you look around and everything's just perfect. But I can tell you this is that when you understand and your life is aligned with the purpose that God has. And we're not trying to create something in and of ourselves, And we are walking in that purpose and power of God. Understand is that with that, that brings fruit and it brings success and it brings the sense of belonging and knowing that God is doing something in us and through us. I want you to understand tonight is that there are some things that happen. Ecclesiastes 6 and 7 says this, all the labor of man is for his mouth. Think about that. He said all the labor of man is for his mouth. All of man's labor, all that we can try to do, it is to suffice a selfish need. And listen what he says. And yet the appetite is not filled. Amen. There is just a continual hunger. 
Have you ever been in a place where you couldn't seem to find satisfaction in what was being done? Have you been at a place as to where what was going on in your walk with God? It was, it was well, you've heard me say this before, but let me say it again. You can be busy, but not effective. You can be busy but not effective. Busyness does not equal effectiveness. I want you to listen to Psalms 107 verses 4 through 9. It says this, they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distress. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. I want you to notice in this passage, Brother Hemphill, they are busy because the Bible says they are wandering. But they are busy, but they are not effective. They are busy, but they are alone. They are solitary, it says. They went in a solitary way. That indicates they went, Brother Torbert, in their own way, in their own mindset. They could not find rest. The Bible here says they had no city to dwell in. There was no place to find rest. There was no home to be established. They were empty of strength and energy and satisfaction. The Bible says they continually were hungry and thirsty. They were exhausted and even exasperated because the Bible said that they were faint. I want to say tonight, we must recognize and realize is that when we are frustrated, one preacher said it like this, frustration brings breeds temptation and some of us are on the cusp some of us are stressed some of us are so discouraged some of us are wondering what it is that God would have us to be but I will say this when we take and look there is a way that seemeth right to man but the end thereof is death and the Bible said they wondered and they did it solitary they did it on their own but all they found brother Gira was hunger. All they found was empty stomachs and thirsty throats. All they found was no rest. All they find, do you notice the pattern? It's everything anti of what Jesus said. Come unto me if you labor and are heavy laden. And he said, I will give you rest. But the hope here, Brother Coleman, is, is that the Bible said they reached a point where it said, then they cried unto the Lord in their distress. I want to let you know that in your weakness, in your discouragement, in your frustrating moments, there's still time and opportunity to lift your voice and your heart to the Lord. What's your family laboring in? What's working on your mind and your emotion? Brother Eli, more work ain't going to solve it. More money ain't going to cure it. More activities just going to stress you out more things to pick up you don't need another hobby you don't need another you don't need another trip you don't need something else that's going to zap you of time and energy but may God's people find themselves again on their face before him and say God I'm crying out to you 
you can only satisfy my soul. It is only you, it is only you that can bring about that sense of accomplishment that's needed. Can I say tonight, I know, I know I'm not expecting you to shout the house down. Because the truth is, is that we have a hard time admitting that what we are involved in is frivolous. We have a hard time admitting that what we're putting our hands to is not what God has called us to do. That we're taking upon ourselves and we're, and we're, and we're at a place to where we're laboring. We're labored and we are heavy laden. We are burdened. And we don't like to admit it because it's easier to blame somebody else. It's easier to point the finger at somebody and say, they're the problem. My spouse is the problem. Well, it's these kids that God gave me. You, you can laugh about it at home. Everybody's sitting here just real serious. Brother Steve, afraid they're going to laugh that somebody's going to think something bad of them. It's, well, it's this thing and it's that thing or whatever the case might be. And, and it's, it, 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 it's the, the church. The church is putting too much pressure. I mean, we can, we can talk about all these things. But what it boils down to is we have to take responsibility. We have to take responsibility of what are we going to do in these moments. What are you going to do when, as every parent has the famous line, you've had it up to here. When everybody comes in and each Sunday it's a battle. Wednesday it's a battle. It's hard to press in and it's hard to worship. Let me tell you something. The, 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 the devil, we, you know, we think about immoralities and we think about gross sins and we think about addic addictions and all those things are real. All those things are there. And God's still delivering and God's still touching lives and still changing. But I, can I tell you that for the most part, we are coming in and we're heavy. We can't worship. We're not pressing in. We're not praying it through. We're not tearing in the altars. And if you listen to the complaint of most people, it sounds like this. I am tired. Tired. I'm wore out. I can't take it. And then we get harebrained ideas like, well, I'm tired. I'm just, I'm just going to leave. I'm just tired. I'm just going to do this. I'm just tired if I change addresses, if I change churches, if I change a position, if I change this, then magically everything will. No, it won't. That same thing will follow you wherever you go until you get victory over that thing. It'll be there. It'll just have a new zip code. It'll have a new view. You'll have a different address. You might have a different title. But until we get to the point of submitting and surrendering ourselves. Listen to me. I'm saying this and I'm going to close because I'm just about out of time. Is that when we look at this, we come to find as their busyness did not equal effectiveness. They found themselves wore out. They found themselves tired. They found no rest. These things are not God. God's will. I want you to understand as there are fields that God needs us. He needs us to work. There are harvests that he wants us to partake of. And the devil don't have to do much because we have wore ourselves out. We can't hold a plow. We can't. I mean, you look at it. There was a time in the church revival meetings would go on two, three, four, five weeks. Nowadays, we're doing good if we get a three-dayer in there. Come 
come on. We're doing good if I mean, we can pray for 45 minutes. We're doing good if, if the preacher can hold our attention span for half an hour because there's so much we're thinking about, so much we're weighted down with. So much, And listen, I'm saying this to me as much as I am you. I have to say and pray many times, God help me that I just don't run to everything. Can I tell you it's okay to say no? You missed a good place to shout. Some of y'all needed to hear that tonight. Did you know it's okay to say no? Did you know that it's okay to say, I can't do this effectively? I can't add this to the plate. Did you know it's okay to say, I would need to pray about this before I take it on? Understand is that when we are trying to do it in ourselves, we're working in fields that will be fruitless and only produce frustration. The last thing I'm going to mention in this tonight is that not only are we picking Picking up things on our own, but we're trying to do it our way. Notice in Psalms, the same chapter, but starting at verse 10, it says, Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction, listen, and iron. Being bound in affliction and iron because they rebelled against the words of God and contempted the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, listen, he brought down their heart with labor. He said here, if you're going to do it your way, if you're going to try to accomplish it all in your understanding and by your hand, he says you'll be bound, it'll be heavy, you're trapped in iron, you are a slave and said I will bring you down with labor. The Bible said they fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of all their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. I want to tell you tonight, you're walking around feeling like you're serving a prison sentence. There's no joy in the Lord. There's not a hallelujah in your heart anymore. There's no zeal in your worship. You're walking around bound. You're walking around up here you're a slave and a prisoner can I tell you you are not called to live that way you are a child of the king he shed his life's blood so that we might be free can I say tonight I pray that in Victory Temple there are some folks in this house that when we come in here we know we're on business for the king we are liberated by his power and we are not under the yoke of the burden of the bonds of having to do it our way but God help me to seek your face help me to pursue your truth and let me walk in the freedom that comes as a result of it listen listen there's an invitation he says do you find yourself in these positions do you find yourself in this place? He says, come on, Amber. Come on. Come on, Keith. He calls to you. Isn't it funny how we can get to such a place, such a place of discouragement, depression, shame, 
feeling like we're all alone. We so desperately, we're trying to do it our way. We're so desperately trying to be busy. We're so desperately trying to fill in all the blanks. And it causes us to, to isolate ourselves. It causes us, there's all kinds of doubts. There's all kinds of things going on up here. Can I remind you tonight, church, the greatest battlefield, Sister Heather, is right here. Right here. It's every thought that would pop up in your mind. It's everything that would try to settle its way down into the corridor of your soul. And we wrestle with it and we fight with it. And we're tired of it and we're burdened with it. And we're trying to do this and we're trying to accomplish that. We're trying to. And the Lord says, listen. He says, if that's you, he said, you qualify for him. He says, if that's you, he said, I want you with me. He says, if that's you, he says, I want you to come. Notice in both of these passages, Brother Danny and Sister Carolyn, if you'd come. Notice in both of these passages, both of these groups of people that are described, Sister Gloria. Help did come, but they first had to reach a point where they realized all of their efforts were in vain. And then they cried unto the Lord. They looked to him. The Bible tells us there in the first section of Psalms 110 that I read that after they called unto him said he led them in the way that was right. He led them in a way. Have you ever heard the terminology work smarter not harder? You ever heard that? Work smarter not harder. And there's so many times, Brother Chad, that I've wasted so much time trying to do something my way. Trying, somebody tonight's frustrated because you're trying to force something to happen. I don't, and I'm just going to be honest with you, I don't necessarily know why I'm saying certain things tonight, but God does. God does, He knows. He knows what every person in here is dealing with. There's some things you're trying to force. There's some things you're trying to make it happen. There's some things that you're trying to get it accomplished, but all you are is burdened. You're laboring. You're heavy laden. You find yourself wandering around. Oh, you've got plenty to do. You've added a ton of stress onto your life, but you've got nothing to show for it but sleepless nights and ulcers. You've got nothing to show for it but no energy to even come into God's house to worship to serve that blanketing statement that hits everybody I'm tired I'm just tired and sometimes it's hard to put our finger on it and I know it's difficult when we say some of these things because that means that we've got to look at ourselves and say what is it that I'm doing what is it that I'm putting on what are the unessential things that I'm trying to carry the word of God says this. He said, cast your cares upon me. He said, because I care for you. I care for you. Some of you men can be so laden down with responsibilities. Putting a lot of pressure on yourself. But here you are. Trying to carry it all. Ladies, and it's not just the men, things you're trying to do, 
things you're trying to create, things you're trying to take care of. Pastor says, let's all stand. Let's lift our hands and worship. Let's come down and pray. Oh, you see, you can't see it in the physical. But it's there. It's there. Can we stand all over this house? Can we bow our heads tonight? Our eyes just closed out of respect and reverence for the Lord. Father, I thank you tonight. I thank you tonight that there is an invitation. I thank you, Lord, there is a call to those of us that labor, that are heavy laden, that tonight are burdened, that tonight there are some you're very frustrated, discouraged. Some would say, Pastor, if I'm honest, I don't quite know what to do with how I feel and what's going on. And tonight, the hard truth might be that it's not really anybody else's doing but our own tendency to try to pick it all up, to try to carry it, to try to do it, to try to accomplish it. Lord, we're trying to do some things our way. We're trying to force it. Lord, there are some of us, we feel like we're digging holes and we're filling them right back up. There's no purpose. And Lord, I know how frustrating that can be. I know the toil that it can play on the mind, spiritually how it can hinder. And tonight, Lord, I pray that you would help somebody to know that you called to those that are in that place and says, come to me. There's some things I want you to take upon you. There's some things I want you to learn. There's some fields I want you to be productive in, and there's some harvest that I want you to reap. But you're just going to keep finding fruitless fields if you keep trying to do it that way if you keep trying to accomplish it that way tonight church in all honesty I don't know who this is for I'll be honest with you I came to the pulpit tonight I had these notes I know what God placed on my heart but I, I tonight I, I told the Lord even before service I, Lord I don't know I don't know who or how this is going to apply to somebody but Lord you know you know and so Lord I'm asking you right now to take this word and Lord I pray let it be cultivating in the heart and the mind of those tonight let it be nurtured and nourished by the Holy Ghost even now and tonight this altar call is simply this if you'd say pastor There are things I'm laboring in. There are some things I'm trying to do. There are some burdens that I'm under. There are some frustrations I'm dealing with. And the Holy Ghost tonight is dealing with me. That maybe there's some things that I need to take responsibility on. There's some things that I'm trying to pick up. There's some places I'm wandering in. And there's some ways that I'm trying to fill the void. And all it is is it leaves me hungry. I'm discouraged or I'm, I'm down and trying to figure it out but tonight I hear him calling me come unto me come unto me he'll give you rest tonight he can give you peace tonight 
I wonder tonight if there's some folks in this house that would say, Pastor, I want to do my best. I want to lay it down at his feet tonight. I want him to have his way. I want him to do his work that only he can do. The Bible said that he, breaks, he broke their bands asunder. Oh, he met them at the place of their burden. That's you tonight. Won't you come? Won't you come? Some of these already responded tonight. Why don't we come tonight and find ourselves a place in these altars? Why don't we come tonight and say, Lord, here I am. And I've tried. I've been attempting to do it. I've been trying to fix it myself. I, there's some things I'm carrying around, and I've been carrying it a long time. Maybe tonight there's some things that have caused nothing but bitterness, anxiety. Maybe there's some things that you've held on to and you've got a death grip on it because you don't know what you would do without it. Oh, Lamb of God. Holy Ghost, you do the work that only you can do tonight. Lord, you do what only you can do. I've tried, I've tried, I've worked, I've labored. Oh, but tonight, oh, tonight, Lord, it's only you that's going to help me. The Word of God said they lifted their voice and they cried out. How long has it been since you said, Lord, here I am. Lord, here I am. Oh, that's it, Brother Chad. I can't do it. I can't do it in myself. 